Hey, you're listening to The Treehouse Storyteller. Meet me in the treehouse for God-shaped storytelling. Treehouse Storyteller is where we can come together as messy parents seeking Jesus together and raising kids to love Him too. If you aren't scared of addressing cultural issues head-on and finding a deeper understanding of the biblical worldview to share with your children, then you've come to the right place. I'm not afraid to be transparent and tell all of the juicy details. Our children are being chased by the world and it is our job to be well-equipped and know not only how to lead our flock, but successfully send our arrows out into the world one day to build the kingdom. So snuggle up by the fire or soak up the sunshine with those earbuds in and meet me in the treehouse for some biblical storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Treehouse. Today I have with me one of my bestest friends. He is my oldest kiddo, Elijah Peru. Elijah, welcome to the Treehouse with us today. Thanks for having me, Mom. You are welcome. I think I kind of uh, twisted your arm to do this with me. So (laughs) anyways, um, Elijah is awesome in many ways. I could go on and on about the things that he is passionate about. He loves learning. He loves the Lord. He is uh, just shy of a professional drummer. Um, He is studying Latin. He's in classical uh, studies right now and just an incredible kid who is filled with knowledge and the desire to learn big things. And so I wanted to bring him on today to talk about a couple things. But first, before we dive in too deep, do you remember when you were like, I don't know, four and you memorized your very, don't don't worry, I won't talk about diapers. Um, But do you remember when you memorized your very first Bible verse? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that like Philippians 4.13? Yeah, yeah. Do you Uh, remember that? That one says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? Yes, but also to kids your age. Why is that such an awesome verse, and what does it mean to you? So first I want to say not just that verse alone, but I think every kid needs to have their specific, like, verse that applies to them in all their, like, struggles. And for me and actually a lot of other teenagers, um, it's Philippians 4.13. Um, and it's really like important to me because there are times when I just like can't think straight and I'm messing around in my room, happening to be flipping through pages in devotionals my parents gave me a while ago. And like, I just randomly open it up and the thing I need to hear is right on that page. And like, and then I like am able to push on like through the day and everything. Wow, that's really awesome. So basically what I'm hearing you say is that kids your age need to be in the Word, and they need to have resources like a devotional or open their Bible and really just fill themselves up with God's Word. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, So today you wanted to discuss creation. Why is this something you are so passionate about, Elijah? It all started in the fourth grade. <laughs> uh, so when I was little, I was trying to convince um, 
my friend and like we were having this whole conversation like kept going on and on like um well this was created from like all sorts of these weird old things and we were like <laughs> monkeys and you know and i was like but that's not what the bible says there's like no backup for that and we just kept going on and on and i felt like i was kind of in a like far down point in the debate hmm. um but then i prayed and god showed me the verse again um um so like the all things through christ yeah first that's awesome and later actually i think actually i think later that week um we had one more argument during recess um and i finally got them to like stutter like well i well it uh <laughs> um so, so you yeah, stumped them a little. Yeah, bit. it's the power of the, the word and the song. Oh, that's really cool. So hold on, my my first question is, how come your friend had like a tiny little mouse voice, but your voice was normal? Is it just you were that like manly and mature in fourth grade? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> well, no, that's really I awesome. <clears throat> well, <laughs> you did kind of have a British accent from birth. You're right. So. What's really cool about that story is that, uh, you know, Elijah, you mentioned something that you felt like you didn't know what to do and you felt like you didn't have the right words initially. You kind of like ran out of feeling equipped until you took action on that and your the life first came back to your mind that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And that is so beautiful because I think that even us adults are in conversations all the time and it's so easy to lock up and it's so easy to kind of just close our mouth and go the easy way out and avoid the hard conversation. But instead of that, you really, you really push through that. So I appreciate that. So, okay, let's talk for a minute about other world views. Now, what was the way in which you learned about this world's existence in your time in public school? You were in public school for a couple years and homeschool the rest of the time. So kind of share with us, like, what was your experience in public school? And, you know, was that were you learning about the creationist view? Obviously not. N- not to diss anybody who's in the school industry or anything. <laughs> but uh, um Oh, boy. So, at first, I actually had bought into it. I did some, like, research because I was, like, searching and all. And I found there was, like, no proof. And this is me in, like, the third and fourth grade. So, I found out there's no proof besides creation. And, like, everywhere I turn, like, you and I were actually recently watching a documentary. Mm. And everything I see on there was like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know about that. But then I was like... Whoa, really? Well, I mean, in reality, there are great teachers that are still in our public school system, but there there really are a lot of people in the school system that are definitely out there to destroy the Christian faith. And I mean, just over the years in history, without getting into that with this episode, we've seen how far the schools have come from, you know, using the Bible as part of their curriculum and their daily reading and, uh, you know, prayer, praying inside of the school walls. And 
when all of that's pulled, it's kind of opening the floodgates for a lot of false teaching from a biblical perspective. So, do you want to tell what the documentary was? Because I think it's a really good resource for for parents to have. Do you remember what it's called? It's called Is Genesis History, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's on Amazon Prime right now. Here, I'll just give a little spiel for it because I think it's a great resource for us parents. But High it five is. For advertising. Yes, exactly. They're not paying me a dime, I promise. Uh, but anyway. So Amazon Prime right now has a documentary and this dad, I forget his name because I'm, you know, really not sourced for this. So he, I know, so he saw a Ken Ham versus versus Bill Nye, the science guy, um, who, you know, my generation grew up uh, listening to and watching and they went head to head in a debate for creation versus evolution. And because he was so blown away by this debate, he decided to film this documentary. And it's actually an incredible, like very family friendly documentary. And it is fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I think every Christian should watch it. So anyways, I don't know anything behind the scenes of like who did what, but I, have been watching it with Elijah, and it has been incredibly um, enlightening, to say the least. So, okay, back to your experience in public school. So, yeah, back to school. Um, really, I don't like talking about school that much when it's summer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just joking. But, um, uh, so, yeah, I, I was, like, trying, I was in the whole, whole case for Christ thing, and I was like, trying to like communicate to all my classmates and it was like no they're teaching a lie they were all like oh whatever I don't care and then my parents took next thing I know my parents take me out of public school and I'm homeschooled and it was the best thing ever ah thanks buddy (laughs) yeah so public schools for sure teach Evolution, I actually, I mean, even back in like the late 90s, early 2000s, now you know my age, um, in high school. So we would actually have to uh, study evolution. And I always question my teacher and ask her like, well, hey, hold on. It was actually my biology class. And I remember asking her freshman year, like, hey, like, I don't agree with any of this. So how do you want me to write this paper or answer these tests? Because this isn't really like, I don't believe this is the answer. These are just theories. And she told me that she would flunk me if I didn't pretty much buy into what she was saying. So that was a challenging classroom for me. And Elijah, I'm going off the cuff here, but like, I know you used to beg for me to put you in uh, public school again, just for the sake of like having that debate with teachers. And so do you want to kind of talk about like, you know, pretend that I had the opposite view and let's pretend that I believed in evolution for a second. How, how might you try to convince me um, that creation is true or biblically based well it usually starts off with the um like anti-genesis worldview going okay well uh 
who was Kane's wife? Or another hard question like, how did animals from the art get to Australia? And it's just a ton of those really hard questions. And like, yeah, the whole dinosaur thing. And like, basically saying like, it's either they answer it if they're an expert or they can't answer it. And more people are buying into evolution. But really, the hard thing is they tick you off with their best. So if you can answer their best, then it's the whole thing from there. So let's say you asked me, like, well, what about dinosaurs? If Noah gathered every every animal on the ark. Or who was Cain's wife? So the answer to all three of those is Cain's wife was actually one of his sisters because it wasn't illegal to marry one of his sisters back then and there was no genetic mutations. Mm. And then the thing with the dinosaurs, they probably... All of the water ones died off, and like maybe on their way to the ark, the the wrong habitat, or they were tired out, or they just killed each other, or something drastic, Jurassic. Jurassic. <laughs> Jurassic like Jurassic. that. <laughs> Jurassic. <laughs> oh my gosh, like that. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. Or he brought them on the ark, and they died when they were released because they couldn't sur- possibly survive near the Himalayas. And then the thing with the animals getting to Australia, that one's a really tough one, but there's actually a lot of marshes in the in-between of, like, Siam in Australia. And there's other things where there's been heavy erosions where the land has been cut away from other land while tons of animals are still on it and drifting to a new location. So there could have been, like, animal rafts, as they're so-called, that are going over to Australia and it's like starting out just one more time with two kangaroos and two emus and two koalas. But yeah, after that, so yeah, what would be some like more questions that you might ask if you were the opposite worldview, like about the genesis and the creation? Like if is like wouldn't it be obvious that it had to be evolution or something like that? Those are all really awesome examples. Thanks for going through all of those with me. I love what I've been learning about the dinosaurs lately. I love learning stuff from you because you're knowledge of all of this stuff has gone way past what I have ever worried about because I I was the kid that just trusted that creation was how it was. And I love that you have questioned it enough to circle back and to maybe have some doubts, but to push through your doubts by finding evidence and finding, you know, really that case for Christ, like you were saying. And so I think that is so cool. So guys, if you are in a position where you're you're struggling to believe certain things that the Bible says, or maybe it's something you've learned at Sunday school, You have to be open to asking hard questions and to having some really good resources. So, Elijah, do you have a couple books that you've used over the last few years uh, that has really helped you piece together some of your information that you would want to share with other kids? So any geology book you can find, they'll all say that evolution was the way to go. But when you're actually reading what the geology book tells you to do, you're seeing that it couldn't have been millions of years or slow, gradual erosions and other things like that. But the biggest, the the one, you're biggest, referring to the flood. Well, yeah, yeah, um, okay. the flood versus millions of years of sure, sure. wind and sand. Um, another really good resource is um, Ken Ham's book, The Lie: um, Evolution. So it's it basically goes through a lot of the harder topics and it's not as much 
a creation standpoint, it's more of a biblical worldview versus an evolution worldview. So it's a lot different from other like creation books. And then the third source resource I have is my favorite, and it's the um, like the Everything Answers book or something by like a ton of different creationists. They're just proving all of the evolution like high things, like the high pinpoints, like they ha- that have to go together. Like if one of the evolution things is wrong then everything about evolution is wrong because of that point, and they prove so many of those. So, yeah, like, for instance, like, the thing with the dinosaurs, like you were talking about, um, um, like, their footprints are right under their bodies, which means they died in an instant, like in a graveyard. Um, Or the thing with the Grand Canyon, how there's intimate layers that happened because water was cutting through the rocks so entirely fast that it kind of just collapsed down and then there was this there was these caves that we visited and they had they were strongly evolutionist and they were like yeah and there was a lot of what there's apparently like a really big dense like ocean right here at one point in time and it was seeping through the ground and cutting away through the rock <laughs> and then there were all these little chemicals and he kept going on and they were like is this the mark twain cave yeah okay. but there's like you should really go fi- visit that sometime really for anyone cool. who's listening. Just don't watch the video all the way through. It's kind of boring. <laughs> so um, we were everything they were saying, we're like, that's the flood. Wait a minute. That's where this animal was. Wait a minute. And there was like all these other things. And we, were, and we didn't say anything, but we were like going through the caves and we found out. And then like it was really cool like how it all worked out so that's awesome all right we will put all of those resources and links to anything or titles of books that are elijah's favorite in the show notes and that way you guys can check those out and be sure to learn from them they're pretty awesome if you have any questions for elijah feel free to contact me and i will get him connected and help answer any questions so What do you say, bud? Do you have something else you want to say before we head out? So another one of Ken Ham's quotes is, I really like that guy. He's really cool. Um, (laughs) You can't be objective to one point. Like you have to be open to the other side's topics. And I'm sorry I couldn't prove anything today, but if if you do any research, you'll prove it to yourself. There's, you have to look into the evolution books as well. Darwin's books and believe it or not Bill Bill Nye's books because he's talking about a point and I read this in the fourth grade he was talking about a point and then he was like but this happens he moves on to another point and he's just doing point after point but you're like but this could happen and this could happen and mm-hmm. that was wrong he didn't that's not an actual fact so it's really sad how they're all like silencing everything about the truth It's good to look into the books of, like, the actual creationist study books to help you, like, compare the two, basically. And then the Bible, of course, the ultimate creationist book. (laughs) That's awesome, Elijah. So, essentially, you've got to kind of, you know, broaden your research and make sure. And I think it's, you know, it's important to point out that when something is a lie or when it doesn't have full evidence, it's not going to conclude the same as something that actually has full evidence. And I think that's really like what you were saying. So Elijah, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really look forward to everyone listening to this and maybe having you back on if I can twist your arm again. Also, 
I'm about to give my mom a high five here in a sec. So you should really listen to the last mini session episode that my mom did with my sister. It's all about like the truth. And that's how this entire podcast is related. And her podcast is awesome because she didn't have to twist her arm. (laughs) So mom, high five for advertising. Awesome. Thanks, bud. All right, guys. You guys have an awesome day. Have fun, kids. Stay fun in the sun. Don't do this at home. (laughs) Wait, before you go, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Facebook or Instagram at The Treehouse Storyteller so we can stay connected. Head on over to thetreehousestoryteller.com for more products, artwork, photography, and encouragement. See you next time.